We are doing chapter 13, isn't it? Okay, the cure of Bhimaji's tuberculosis. My obeisance to Sri Ganesh, to Sri Saraswati, to Sri Guru Maharaj, to the family deity, to Sita Ramachandra, my most humble obeisance. I bow in reverence to the most venerable Guru, Sri Sainath. <clears throat> in expression, very brief and aphoristic, but in the gravity of their meaning, most profound, wide and comprehensive in their applications. And yet equally compressed, such were Baba's words, which were very deep in significance and substance. And so perfectly well balanced and precious that they were never meaningless or in vain. Follow your goal, consistent with what has gone before and what is to follow. Act in compliance with what has been ordained. For even be content and never leave place for worry or anxiety. See, these are very important uh, aphorisms. I think you should follow them very, very religiously. Follow your goal. <clears throat> that means you need to have a goal. If you are going to tell me that I don't have a goal, in spiritual there is no goal. Boss, everywhere there is a goal. Whether you take in spiritual, you take in the material world. Even as a mother also there is a goal. Okay. This, so you can't say that you don't have a goal. Consistent with what has gone before and what is to follow. That means you have to always understand the past. There is a past. So you take examples from the past and keep on going ahead. Keep on going ahead. Mistakes, avoid. Avoid all kinds of mistakes. But what is there in the future, always use that ones which are going to give you benefit. You know, Use them to your benefit or whatever experiences that you have and go ahead. Act in compliance with what has been ordained. Something is ordained for you. Ordained means that which is already written for you, prarabdha karma. If it is written for you, you are anyway going to go through it, whether you like it or not. So, accept it that you are going to go through it. And be content and never leave place for worry or anxiety. What is the point in getting anxious or what is the point in getting you know worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen day after tomorrow, how, how, how am I going to eat food, where am I going to stay, what is going to happen, how my children are going to grow up. Why are you worried about all these things? These are certain things you should not worry about because any which way what is ordained is anyway going to happen. So this is called an aphorism. Aphorisms are very short sentences which are very very uh, beneficial to us because they are given by the saints. Look, even though I have become a fakir, freeing myself from all care without the encumbrances of a house and a family and I am sitting in one place calm and still, abandoning all the cares and vexations of life. Still, this irresistible Maya harasses me time and again. I may well forget her, but she never forgets me, but clings fast to me all the time. She is the Adimaya of Sri Hari, who has distracted even Brahma and other gods. What then is the case of a weak fakir like me before her? But when Sri Hari himself is pleased, only then will she be destroyed. Without ceaseless Hari Bhajan, there is no release from this Maya. And now, just now before we started, the question which was raised by Aparna over here is, what is the difference between Adi Maya and Maya? So are these two separate? Who are these people? I mean, are they really people or what exactly is it? Now let us say, Maya is a delusion. Delusion. Adi Maya is a creative power. Creatrix. The one who creates an illusion. That means what? The one who has created the universe according to the precepts of the Lord. He said, go make a bird. So she said, okay, I will make a bird. 
Okay, we'll come to that. You go make a bird. So what? What did she do? She created a bird. Now, who is the one who is going to do anything about it? Now that bird has to fly. The bird has to have certain functionality, something to do. It is supposed to attract. It is supposed to have some yellow color, white color, blue color, some color it must be having. This, this particular thing is Adi Maya's job. She creates all these kinds of illusory objects. It's not real. It's not real. Because the object remains there for some time and then it disappears. It is the power of the Lord. Power of the Lord. The one which is the precursor. Precursor. Now, the second part is what uh, Raj has asked is who is Yoga Maya? Now, Yoga Maya is the one which helps you meet God. When you look at a bird and you say the bird is such a beautiful creation of the Lord. Now you hear a quail singing, isn't it? You hear a quail singing and the quail sings and says, Oh, such a beautiful creation this Lord has created for us. So this is a yoga maya. Basically, I hope you understand this. There's a difference. And then what is the maya? Maya is that which is deluding you. The bird is telling the person who is taking a gun and shooting it, I'm going to shoot this bird. I'm going to catch him. Something like that. So he runs after the bird. The bird is creating an illusion for him, which is basically deluding him to move ahead to creating a karma. So Maya is the one who is who would help you in doing something so that you can further your life. So it is like a loop system. So system of a loop into loop into loop into loop into loop. So what happens? I will explain from the material worldly point of view. Let us say for example, Krishna. Okay. Now Krishna is born on this earth. When Krishna is born on this earth, something which has happened, he has come in a body. Okay. Do you know he has come in a body? You don't know. Because looks like a normal human being. There is no Krishna. Where is the Krishna? You can't see any Krishna. So this is something which is called Maya. It's created an illusion, thinking that he is a man. There is nobody like that in this planet Earth. Now, we come to the next part of it. Does he have potencies? Does he have powers? Yes. But does he show them? No. So he has powers, but he doesn't show. So this is his Yoga Maya. The one which tells you, ki, okay, he is putting the faith back into me. Putting the faith back into me. That means creating a sort of a pathway towards reaching him. Pathway to reaching him. Yoga Maya. Okay. Third one, <coughs> which is, who is the one who has created himself? He has put himself in one body. Or you think I can put him in one body? No, human beings can't put Krishna in one body. Can they? No. You can't put God in some body. He has to do it on his own to come into some body. Or maybe take up a body. Or maybe accept some body from somewhere. So these three things are separate where Krishna is also concerned. So when he comes, he creates an illusion in the world. I am a normal human being. See, I don't have anything in this world. I am like a husband or a brother or a sister or something. Something something like that he will say. It's an illusion. It's a, Basically, he is deluding you. He is not even telling you who he is. 
so you will find that this kind of an impression that is created is leading you on towards something so what do you do you treat him like any other tom dick harry and jones and you say hey kya kaisa hai to theek hai na khana khaya pe kiya acha tum aisa baat karte ho but you don't know so it is leading you towards certain actions which is karmic in action karmic means it it's putting you in a loop and loop and loop and loop and loop so that is that is what all this is all about okay such was the great importance of maya that baba explained to his devotees but to ward off her influence he advised god's service through constant singing of his praises how do you remove maya maya can be removed only with the grace of hari only with krishna's grace can maya be removed when you pray to krishna when you surrender to krishna surrendering is so very important if you don't surrender to krishna krishna says acha theek hai okay stay in an illusion what do i do you can look at me as a normal human being and you can you can keep on going from here and that is what happens so saints are my living image so said shri krishna himself in the bhagavad who does not know these words pronounced so clearly to uddhava by hari so in the bhagavad he says in the bhagavatam which we are doing otherwise on saturday sunday where does he says saints are my image i am in these saints i they are like a projection to me so i have put them put myself in those and these words he has also said in the teachings which he has given to uddhava that is uddhav gita and we have also done uddhav gita so this is what he says hence listen with humility to the profound truth that sai samarth the compassionate one uttered for the welfare of his devotees only those virtuous souls whose sins have all been obviated worship me and recognized my mark so who understands this only those people who have surrendered to the feet of the guru only those only those virtuous sins souls virtuous those who are full of virtue they only they whose sins have been removed that means he has done the eradication part of it he has done the you know that day i was telling you kalai laga <laughs> cleaning the vessel he has done when he cleans the vessel at that time then only you will understand recognize his mark whose mark srivatsa my great friend okay krishna he only is going to put the mark okay this is my man come on go and meet him <laughs> like that if only you will utter sai sai all the time i will with my grace present you even the seven seas trust these words of mine and you will achieve your welfare most certainly i do not need either all the elaborate articles of puja or the 16 even eight fold ceremonies or rites of puja where there is boundless faith i abide there so he is saying don't please don't follow any puja rituals these that hundreds of things that we keep on doing okay that means you take all this pancharati se leke you know gulal sindoor ye wo kala abir aur kya kya nahi leke jate ha bola ye vastram hai wo aisa hai nariyal hai ma pata nahi panchamrut hai god knows so many hundreds of things that we take to the temples and we say okay okay we are now doing an offering and imagine the day you are doing a homa just imagine what do you do when you do a big homa in the house you know first and foremost you are polluting the atmosphere you don't know that and on top of it you are doing a hoba okay you are cutting down trees also poor fellows today's day and age we can't do any homas okay we have to maybe see it on video and say okay homa done <laughs> so 
He doesn't need any of your pujas or your artis or your 16 types of things and all that doesn't. What is important is faith alone. So Baba had said time and again out of his love for the devotee, now we can find comfort only in remembering his affectionate words. And just see what a marvelous thing has done by this Sai, the compassionate friend, the protector of all who seeks refuge, clearly espousing the cause of his devotees. Without allowing the mind to be diverted with full concentration, listen to the whole of the new story and you will find fulfillment. When the shower of nectarine words from Sai's mouth is itself the fountain of strength and satisfaction, who with his own welfare in mind will tire of all the efforts to come to Shirdi? In the last chapter, the story of Agnihotra Brahman was narrated when he was given darshan of his own guru who has already taken samadhi, thereby bringing him great joy. Now this chapter is even sweeter than the last. A devotee enfeebled by tuberculosis was resorted to good health by breaking off his evil habit in a dream. Somebody was asking me in a dream, so now we will see what dreams do. And so listen, O faithful ones, with full concentration to this marvelous life of Sainar, which destroys all sins. This life is a purifying as sanctifying as the water of the Ganga, which helps attain liberation in the world as in the next. Blessed, blessed are the ears of those who listen to it. We may compare it with an Amrit, but it can be sweeter than this. And if Amrit protects this life, this life protects us from the futile birth to birth altogether. Living beings think that they are all powerful, but he who thinks that they can do what pleases him should listen to this story. If the living beings were truly free, why should sorrow and suffering alone be his lot, when he toils for happiness day and night? But such indeed is the power of his fate. Though always quick to avoid suffering, here, there, everywhere, yet it follows him promptly. In trying to ward it off, it embraces him more closely. In shaking it off, it clings faster than ever. In vain does the creature struggle. In vain is the arduous effort, day in and day out. Had the creatures been really free, he would have sought nothing but happiness and would not have touched anything with even a suspicion of sorrow and suffering. Because of his free will, he will never have committed a sin, but would have accumulated merit in abundance to ensure greater happiness for himself. But a creature is not free. He is pursued by a chain of karma and strange are the workings of his karma which pulls the strings in the lives of living beings. With the result, Though we may set our sights on virtue, we have drawn compellingly towards sin. While looking for good virtuous deed, the body has come in contact with evil deeds. And now listen to the listen, my listeners, to the story of Bhimaji Patil of Narayanga, which is in the Junnar Talika Taluka of the Pune district. In sweetness, the tale is a veritable overflow of Amrit. Now this entire thing needs explanation. Let me just give it to you. First and foremost, there are a couple of things that are mentioned over here. One is what is called as a prarabdha karma. Prarabdha karma, that day only I told you, is that which you have come with, which is called destiny. Now, destiny is destined to happen. Whether you like it or not, it is destined, it is anyway going to happen. First and foremost, what is the, what is the point in trying to think about it? Ke, uh, if I do this, will I get that? If I do that, will I get that? Forget it. What is to come to you is anyway going to come to you. So, this is called destiny on one side. Second thing which he mentions is called the free will. What is the meaning of the word free will? Free will. Free means that is free. Will. You are will. Jo hona hai wo. Now what happens is, destiny is fixed. There is something which is called free will. You use your mind and you think, tomorrow I am going to fail. Okay. So can I not write my examination today? Sir, 
If you don't write your examination anyway, you are going to fail. So the destiny is anyway going to get fulfilled. So people, people they think you know that they can subvert destiny, subverting the destiny. I'm sorry, you can't subvert destiny. Destiny is fixed. It's a fixed pathway A to B. And free will is that which makes you think that I can overcome that, I can become happy, I can do this, I can do that. There were come, you know, so many lines where it is mentioned that people run for happiness, isn't it? Everybody runs after happiness, but nobody gets happiness. Now you will ask me, why doesn't anybody get happiness? So that means everybody, sab sadne ke liye aaye kya dunya mein? You know, have you come only for suffering or what? Naturally, that is the first thing that you will think, you know. Oh, God has pushed all of us in this world so that we can suffer, suffer, suffer and suffer. And we are only supposed to run after that ephemeral happiness. Oh, kidar hai, kidar hai, kidar hai. You are just going, running after the happiness. You try to catch it, he goes for ahead. You try to catch it, he goes ahead. Try to catch it, he goes ahead. It's going to be like that only. So we always wonder, ki, is it always going to be my life? Is it always going to be full of sufferings? Yes, it's going to be. No doubts about it, okay? You please, if you have any doubts, refer to my... <laughs> Corollary. After this also the corollary says, you try running after some happiness, you will end up with more, more unhappiness. Think about it. Happiness is not searching outside. That is the first mistake that a person does. We are searching for happiness in some things outside of us. Sir, when you eat a fruit, who is happy? The fruit is happy or you are happy? I am happy because I ate the fruit. So the fruit going inside makes me happy. The fruit outside doesn't look happy. It, it doesn't make you happy. You can only look at it and say, can I eat it? <laughs> Do you understand this difference? See, there are nice luscious mango kept in front of you, if you love mangoes. Now the mango in front of you makes you desire. I want it, I want it, I want it. It is like running after happiness, correct? Happiness is when I eat it. So, is it looking at it that has made you happy or is it eating it that has made you happy? So, understand there is a difference between the two. First and foremost, happiness is not outside of you. It is inside of you, correct? Stupid example I gave you, but that example should suffice to tell you, you know, the happiness is, mango is inside of you, you are happy, sir. Correct? Mango inside, I am happy. Alright? Now, Second point, we are running after happiness. What is the happiness? You want to get married, you want to have children, you want to do this and you want to go for holidays and God knows all sorts of things. <clears throat> Biggest happiness is when I make enough money. More money than I can think of. In United States, those people have found 12 million dollars worth of coins. Oh my God. They just found it in five tins, you know. These are uh, 18th century coins, gold coins. Now you may think, you know, bar, it's so many, 12 million worth of coins, even if I get 1 million, I will be happy. But that is your problem. It is not going to make you happy. Right? The reason is this, that those 12 million coins have raised your desires. See, when I said those words, no, they got it. 
So your desires are raised. Oh, I wish I had it. Oh, I wish I had it. Oh, I wish I had it. This is called desire. And desire is the root cause of all our unhappinesses. So, if I don't have the desire, will I be happy or unhappy? I don't even want to be happy. If I don't have a desire, I, I will neither be happy nor unhappy. Desire only is not there. Think about it like this. Now, there will be some teetotalers over here. Teetotalers, correct? Teetotaler means who doesn't eat. Okay? Now, you keep uh, Johnny Walker blue label in front of them. Somebody who is a teetotaler, it's not, his mind is not even into it. Okay? Now, you keep a person who, who drinks, he likes nice liquor, okay? And you keep a black label, a red label and a blue label in front of him. What is the first thing he will go and touch? He will say, blue label, sir. Why? Supposed to be good, better than this and better than that. Okay. So, <laughs> so the desire will drive you towards the higher one. But if there is no desire, or blue label rakha ki, black label rakha ki, red label rakha ki, no label rakha. Malab tharra. Tobi koi farak nahi padta. Hai na? So, he doesn't have any desires. So, there is neither happiness nor there is sadness. Happiness, when he drinks it, he will be happy. He won't drink, he will be sad, isn't it? For a normal person. But desire not there doesn't make a difference. Correct? So, now think about it. These kings in the in ancient times, they, they were very smart. What they did, you know, they got all these uh, harem of girls, beautiful women from their uh, country. They got, put them in one place called a harem. Harem, you understand? Okay. And uh, who are the people who are supposed to take care of them? Eunuchs. No desire for eunuchs, sir. So, <laughs> no desire for eunuchs? Nobody is going to put eyes on their, his property. <laughs> so this is how. So desirelessness. The understand the happiness. Happiness is not happiness and sadness. What you have is neither called happiness nor called sadness. It is called blissfulness. Neither this nor that. Blissful state. Doesn't affect you. Desireless state. You know, the sage is always desireless. You give him one million dollars also, he will look at you as if, kya kar rahe tu? You give him one rupee also, he will say, kya kar rahe tu? It doesn't make a difference. For him, gold coin and matti is the same. So he will pick up both and he will throw them in the Ganga. That's what Ram Krishna ji did. In one hand he took one coin and in one hand he took little uh, matti and he threw both in the Ganga, saying both are the same. See, I had given you one story once upon a time. Now, now, now I am going to be extending my satsangs, okay? So, one hour I will take, but uh, the chapter will now be rubber band. Okay, no problem, no? Okay. So, one day it so happened that there was this Babaji. Okay? He was going in this now, now you know, boat. So, when he was going on the boat, what happened was, uh, he had a disciple. So, now this Babaji had seen one, uh, you know, he had seen, uh, he had given one magic stone 
for us money to one man. Now, that man had made enough money from that. His disciple has seen uh, that this person is having that parash money. As, the, as he is going in the river, the sage takes the stone and chucks it in the water. And the disciple says, Oh Guruji, what you have done? What you have done? You have thrown away so much of money. Guruji looks at him and says, What use is it to me? It's like any other normal stone, isn't it? It is making money for a rich man, for another person who is desirous of things. But for the sage, that paras money or any money also, or one rupee money also doesn't make a difference to him. But it, money, money, hmm, no difference. So do you understand? Does free will beget more karma? You don't even go in that direction. Free will means like it's like you are put on that machine, you know, tuck. It's, you know, have you have you ever seen that uh, that thing? You know, it goes like this, comes up, goes like this, comes up, goes like this, comes up. Never-ending story. You know, in our houses we used to have earlier. Yeah, that bird is there, uh, glass bird is there. He will go like this, tuk 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 tuk. It's like a never-ending machine. So any free will that is there, you get free karma, free karma, free karma. Buy one, get one hundred free. Buy two, get two hundred free. Like that, it goes. <laughs> it is multiple. It's to the power of n. So any any time when you use free will, you better be sure. You know you are, you have got into a never-ending loop. Okay, concatenation. concatenations, no? Those who understand uh, computer language will tell you. Why something like that you call it, no? Infinite loop. Infinite loop. So those who write Java and all that will understand. <clears throat> so we will continue. Bhimaji was well to do and hospitable to the visitors, especially in the matter of serving food. Never touched by sadness, his countenance always had a glow of happiness. But inexplicable are the ways of destiny, which brings us grain and loss for which we cannot account. Sufferings result from our karma come to our lot. And disease it afflicts us that we do not seem to deserve. In the year 1909, misfortune dogged Bhimaji when he had an attack of pulmonary consumption and began to run a temperature. At that time, that um, uh, medicine was not there in India, by the way. Penicillin came around somewhere during the World War. Okay, now this is 1909. So, no penicillin, no medicine. You know, uh, Dumex had come up with a medicine called PAS. That also was not there. So, pulmonary consumption. Then started fits of unbearable coughing. The fever began to rise sharply and wax stronger day after day. Bhimaji was dismayed. There would be froth at his mouth all the time and mouth full of brackish spittles of blood. The stomach would have a nauseating sensation and the restless tossing of the body would not cease. The patient was bedridden. His body became emaciated, that means very thin, and began to shrivel up. There is a difference between emancipation and emaciation. So don't mix up the two. Emanciation means you become thinner and thinner and thinner. Emancipation means you become realized. Okay. You become too fat <laughs> for this earth and you disappear <laughs> forever. <laughs> so something like that. And began to shrivel up. So remedies were tried to the uttermost. He was greatly troubled in his mind. He did not relish any food or drink, nor was even gruel or other regimen tolerated. 
All these made him feel restless and quite lost. The suffering of the body was beyond all endurance. Propitiation of God, exorcising, everything was tried. And the doctor, the Vaidyas had given up hope, effort. Patil too had given up all hope of survival and felt quite puzzled in the mind. He was distressed, his days seemed numbered, day by day the exhaustion grew. Many days passed in this manner, he propitiated the family deity but to no avail. It did not restore him good health. He now grew weary of consulting astrologers and exercisers. Some said, what physical malady is this? Oh, what fate is this to bring on such suffering? Human remedies are all seem futile. Doctors were tired. Hakims were summoned. But in treating him, they all came to their wit's end. Nobody could do anything and the efforts failed. Now, he is trying out all medicines. Now, I will tell you one more thing which came over here, but I don't know how many people understood it. See, what he did was exorcising. As I mean, you, you say, Bhutaraja, Baharaja, like that, you sing songs like Emma Malini. Okay. Yeah, that is called exorcism. Exorcise. Alright. You, you see those fellows, you know, they come with that, you know, jhadu and they will put, put it on your head, dum, 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 they will do. And they will sing some songs and all that and then you will say, Bhut Kubharani De. Okay, Kali Kalkatewali, Vidara Vachanna Jai, Kali, by the way. All these things they will say. Okay, that is exorcism. Another thing which these people would do is they would say mantra. Now, this is something which we have always never understood. What is it that in ancient time mantra was said and the person got cured? Okay. Then exorcism was done and the person got cured. And now, whether you do mantra, tantra, chantra or whoever that is, nothing happens. You have to go to one big uh, hospital and you have to get 200 different tests done and finally at the end of the test you will say, no, you the 201st test that you do, no, maybe that will give you the result. And then you go to 10 different doctors and pay big amount of money and finally you come to know, okay, oh, you are suffering from some stupid disease. By then you have become half money, huh? not uh, you. You to anyway had become half before that only. This is how the today's exorcism is done. What used to happen in the ancient times was, there was, everything was spiritual in nature. We were sattvic in, in, our, in our thoughts, actions and deeds. Children were born out of thoughts, not out of all sorts of garbage that people do. No. So, think about it and you had a child. Today, please don't think about it, okay? <laughs> you will have problem. India will have too much of problem there. So, in ancient times, the sage would think about it and the child would be there. How many books have we heard that, you know, the, 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 the children, the person you will come and say, you know, Guruji, please, I want a child. And the, okay, ele, kha, ar tere ko bachcha ho jayega. Are, khaane ko kya diya? Bola to ek nariyal diya rehega, ya fir ek apple diya rehega. Wo apple mein koi semen aur ye dikha, dal ke nahi rakha hai. Fir bhi bachcha hota tha. That was magic, sir. That was so. That was mantra. Mantra means hundred percent. It was giving you some effect. In ancient times, our body was not corrupted. Okay, we were not covered by evil. So the mantra was acting. It could do something. All right. Today, even if you play the mantra in a loop one million times also, nothing is going to happen. 
because we are covered. We are covered by Maya so much that we don't even understand. Then came exorcism. Exorcism came because the negative elements they could affect you. So there are certain negative elements in this world. They are called diseases. Okay, diseases. We have done the three kinds of affliction. Do you remember three kinds of affliction? Adi bhuta, adi daiva, adhyatmika. Three kinds of afflictions. Now, adi bhutas happen because of all the elements in the nature. So you go and drink some dirty water. Tomorrow you will get loose motion. Adi bhuta. Okay. So you have to go and get some medicine from the doctor. All right. Adi daivik and adhyatmika are difficult too. Suppose Adi Daivik is there. Daivik, Daiva, Daiva, God, God. Related to some God and some something that they must have done. So you can say a mantra to him and say, Sir, please, sir. And like a, you have to go and please him. So when you please that God, now he says, Okay, okay, I'll go away from here. And he goes away. So exorcism and mantra is more or less the same. Exorcism is for negative elements. Mantra is for positive elements. Now in today's day, mantra, mantra, nothing is going to work. Why? Because first and foremost, we have become deaf. We can't even hear. The gods inside of us have become more deafer than us. And the devils inside, they have become more stronger. They have got too many big ears. Alright, so you try mantra. Huh? They'll say, achha, it's got double dose. De Chalo. <laughs> so you get double dose. You know double dose how it works. I don't know whether you know. I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you. You know, when you get uh, paratyphoid, have you heard of this disease called paratyphoid? Single dose. That paratyphoid germs never die. They are always there in your body. Whether till you die, it is going to be there. When paratyphoid becomes too dangerous for us, it becomes typhoid. Okay, now, earlier you used to take penicillin, alright, the germs became much stronger. So you have to take uh, amoxicillin or something like that, I don't know, tetramycin, tetracycline hydrochloride, teramycin, okay? and then you become so many, you know, amoxicillin scheme and this mycin and that and there was one movie in which uh, Vikram had played God, Krishna. Vikram is an actor, a good friend of mine. So, he had played Krishna. So, he tells Sanjeev Kumar, Ye kya le rahe ho? He bola, ye teramycin. Ye kya le rahe ho? Bola, chloromycin. Phir ye kya le rahe ho? Bola, dekha na ye sab kyun ho raha hai? Wo mycin ki wajah se ho raha hai. Samajh mein aaya? Wo mycin. Sab ka biche mycin. Hai na? Tera mycin. Tera mycin hai. Iske liye ho raha ho. So what happens is you go for stronger and stronger drugs. Why? Because the strain of the disease is becoming doubly stronger. Did you understand? Understood what I said? The devil sitting inside, the germs which is there, he says, Achha, tu ye karta hai? Chalo, mai double strong ho jata hu. It's like the machar today. The machar have become resistant. You give them 100 hits also or whatever. Nothing works on them. 
हम लोग के इसमें है ना हम लोग एक मराठी में कहावत है बोला निर्लज्जम सदा सुखी जो निर्लज्ज आदमी होता है ना वो सदा सुखी हमेशा सुखी रहता है बोला मैं क्या करूँ उसमें सो दिस मच्छर है बिकम लाइक दैट ऑल द डिजीज है निर्लज्जम सो दे हैव बिकम मच स्ट्रॉगर सो नाउ यू अंडरस्टूड इन ओल्डन टाइम्स द मंत्रास कुड वर्क एक्सोरसिजम कुड वर्क बट इन टूडेज डे एन एज बिकॉज वी हैव कवर्ड सो मच डीपर इन टू माया नथिंग वर्कस सो इवन इफ यू हैव a simple problem that simple problem you will make you go to the hospital 100 times for no rhyme or reason <clears throat> because the more complicated it becomes the more complicated these diseases are going to be so earlier tuberculosis lekha aur ho gaya theek ho gaya so patil became very and despondent and saying to himself oh god what have i done Why has everything failed? What terrible sin could I have committed to deserve such suffering? And yet, how strange are God's ways! He is not remembered even for a moment by one who is enjoying happiness. Inscrutable is his lila. When he himself so wishes, he sends a chain of calamities to various kinds, thereby making man remember him and cry out in anguish, "Help me, O Narayana!" But when God heard Patil's anguish, cry for help, he was at once moved by compassion, and Bhima ji suddenly thought that he should write a letter to Nana Chandurkar. this is a very funny way of talking okay please don't this line is something something very dangerous he says you are not looking to god and god is saying eh shh, eh eh idhar dekh is upar dekh upar dekh wo aisa nahi ho uske life mein aisa kyu ho tumko hai na 50 aur disease dega to at least upar dekhega god doesn't do that sir he is not going to catch your attention by saying hey come look here at me he doesn't bother about that you think he has got so much of time or what is uh, is google that thing is full what diary he doesn't have time for all these things he says this is the system you want to follow follow it if you don't want to follow you write a letter to me i will send it to the redressal department okay yeah he doesn't interview <laughs> your letter will be lost somewhere okay what mailer demon will come <laughs> bounce back so that is the reason this light doesn't hold actually okay god is not so mean to say you know okay take this disease at least you will look at me <laughs> these things happen because of karma okay but when god heard patil's anguish cry for help he was at once moved by compassion and bhima ji suddenly thought that he should write a letter to nana chandurkar nana will suddenly do something that others will not be able to do such was his great confidence that patil felt and there was indeed a great good omen for him there was a beginning of the cure of the disease later he wrote a detailed letter to nana to have remembered nana sahib at that moment was nothing but sainath's prompting it is a cause of the removal of the disease the way of the saints are most wonderful even in the rotation of the wheel of fortune there seems to be a divine plan hence no one should imagine it to be otherwise and boast vainly to all the good actions and bad it is god who holds the strings it is he who preserves and he who destroys he alone is the doer patil wrote to chandurkar I am tired of taking medicine. I am really fed up by this life itself. This world to me seems cheerless and dreary. Doctors have given up hope, concluding that the disease is incurable. Vaidyas and hakims too are at a loss of a remedy. And as for me, my hopes are sunk in their lowest. And so I have to make one last humble request. It is one strong desire of my heart to be able to meet you with the most certainty. Uh, there was uh, once one saying, you know, Baba used to say what very funny thing he used to say. 
समबडी विल से ना देख मैंने तेरे को कर्ज किया ना इसके लिए तुमको हो गया पीपल हैव दिस हैबिट ऑफ टॉकिंग ओ हीज इवल आई फेल ऑन हिम दैट इज व्हाई यू गॉट इट सो बाबा यूज टू से ना कावळाच्या कावळाच्या श्रापाने ढोर मरत नसतात कावळा मीन्स क्रो श्राप मीन्स कर्स ढोर मीन्स कॅटल He says, just because the crow does ka ka ka, you think the cattle is going to die or what? Nobody is going to die. Kaula. So that means any person who thinks that he is a great person and curses you. Hmm. What? <laughs> I have, till today I have not said, okay, in the last 20 days. What? Khadde me jana. I have not said these words. So <laughs> by saying these words, nothing is going to happen. Because kisi kauwe ke bolne se kuch nahi honne wala hai. so that was baba's way of talking was very funny sometimes so fun, sometimes he used to talk in very very funny language and sometimes he used to run after you with a stick so on reading the letter sandorkar's heart was filled with sadness for bhima ji patel he knew was a good man and the heart was deeply touched with compassion in reply to your letter he wrote i suggest only one remedy hold fast to sai baba's feet there is only ultimate remedy for he alone is our father or mother he is the only compa- compassionate mother of all who will come running for all our help will pick up the mother's affection and will understand his child's need whenever a dread disease like leprosy is cured by the mere darshan what of tuberculosis have not the slightest doubt go and catch sai's feet tightly whatever anyone asks him for he will always give it to him this is his promise to which he is bound hence i say hurry up and take sai's darshan what is the greatest among all fears but the fear of death go and clasp sai's feet for he alone will make you fearless so unbearable was patil's agony so precariously balanced is his life that he became very impatient thinking when will i meet sainar when will i achieve my purpose great was patil's restlessness pack everything at once he said prepare to leave early tomorrow let us be on our way to shirdi quickly having made this firm resolve patil took leave of everybody and set out to shirdi to have darshan of sai maharaj taking his relatives with him bima ji started at once with a heart full of anxious anticipation as to how he would reach shirdi as quickly as possible patil's cart came to the square near the mosque and thence to the front door four people bore bram bimaji to the hand, to on their hand and brought him up nana nana sahib was accompanying him and madhavrao because of whom it was easy for everyone to meet baba had already come there too on singh patel baba said shama how many more thieves are you going to burden me with what is this right on your part thieves chor aate hai bimaji loved lowered his head as sai's feet and said sainath have mercy on me this friendless destitute protect me o dinanath Sainath was moved by pity on seeing Saf Patil suffering. In that moment, Patil felt assured in his mind, and his suffering was allayed. On seeing Bhimaji's great distress, Sai Samar, the ocean of compassion, was deeply touched and said, with a smile on his countenance, "Rest assured, give up all anxiety. The thoughtful and the reflective do not bemoan. The moment you put your foot in Shirdi, your suffering has ended. You may be up to your neck in the sea of obstacles. You may have sunk deep into the great pit of sorrow and sufferings." but know that he who climbed once climbs the steps of this mosque will enjoy the greatest happiness the fakir of this place is very kind he will eradicate your disease and pain he who was compassionate for all will look after you very lovingly hence you rest assured stay in the house of bima bai go now in a day or two and you will get relief just as one who has no hope of survival suddenly by a stroke of luck gets a shower of nectar and instantly sees a new life lease of life such was the satisfaction that patil felt as he heard the words coming from sai's mouth patil experienced a deep satisfaction as to that of one of his deathbed receiving draught of nectar or one past 
with thirst a, draw, a drink of water. The mouthful hospital of blood that rose in his mouth every five minutes subsided when Baba sat with him for one hour. Baba did not examine the patient, nor did he ask about the cause that gave rise to the disease. His glance of grace alone was enough to destroy the very roots of the disease in an instant. Enough is his glance of kindness. Even a withered log would sprout into leaf and the flowers would bloom before it in spring and the trees would be heavy with luscious fruit. What is a disease or health? Unless one's merit or sin cease to be or unless one works in one's karma, no other remedy will work. Only by working it out with the karma cease to be. See, this is what I always tell you. You have to work out on your karma. Don't you try to run away from it. That means that which comes in your path, you have to face it. You cannot run away from it. Karma is always going to be there. Tuck, 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 tuck. It's going to be right in front of your nose. You have to follow it. This one thing is most certain, birth after birth. Unless we work out our karma, no other means will liberate us. Liberation will only happen once karma is completed. I have given you the story many times. I have told you that the karma is balanced. You have to come back again for fulfilling it. It is some people's good luck that they meet their guru during the time of this, you know, when the karma is literally coming to an end or the karma has become a little bit gone away, you know. That time the guru enters their field. Now he is preparing the pitch so that you can then go ahead from there. And that is the reason why you have to do the karma. There are no choices. You have to follow it. Okay. Yet if by one's extraordinary good fortune, one has a darshan of a saint, it is able to remove the affliction and the afflicted one will bear the painful malady easily and without pain. Yes, confronting karma is very important. And when you meet the saint, this karma will automatically start subsiding, subsiding, going down, 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 down. Karma will happen, yes. Whatever is the karma that is there for you is anyway going to happen. But it will be cushioned, like I told you, no? The pain will be there, but the pain will not be too much. Disease brings severe pain and suffering. The saint with his compassionate glance removes disease without causing any suffering. It is Baba's word that, that is the authority. That alone is the most infallible remedy. Malaria was once cured, similarly when a black dog was fed on rice and curds. See, I just told you, no? Malaria, typhoid. You, you just think about it. Tomorrow somebody has a malaria, you go and feed a black dog. Okay, what you are going to get? No malaria will get cured. Why? Because it is not nothing to do with black dog and nothing to do with rice to the black dog. Curd rice, no... Sir, black dog eating curd rice, very rare situation. In one of the very famous sayings of Ramakrishna Paramahansa, he says, Yoga Yoga is very important. Yoga Yoga. Everything to happen in the right time is important. The timing has to be perfect. If you remember that particular thing which he was saying, that there was a snake. Okay. His poison is supposed to fall in something when the Swati star is rising and this happens and then the... Oh my God, all those things he said. Think about it, all those things have to happen simultaneously. That is called Yoga Yoga. Alright? Everything to happen at the right moment and the right time and the right place and right thing. That is the thing. But where is it nowadays? Nowadays things like this don't happen because first faith is not there. So, coming back to it, malaria.
The shorter tales may be looked upon in di digression from the main story. But when heard in the gist, their appropriateness will be evident. Moreover, it is not Sai himself who brings them to the mind. I will myself narrate my own stories, I had said, and it is he who reminded me of these stories at the juncture. A very devout tailor, Bala Ganpat, by name once came to the mosque and stood in front of Sai, entreating him with piteous face. What is such a great sin that I have committed? Why does this malarial fever not leave me? Baba, numerous are the remedies that I have tried, but this fever does not leave my body. Oh, what shall I do now? I have tried herbal remedies, decoctions, everything. At last you tell me the remedy whereby this fever will go. Baba's heart melted and in reply he suggested a novel remedy for malaria. Just listen to it. Feed a black dog near a temple of Goddess Lakshmi with a few mouthful of rice and curd and you will be cured instantly. Now think about it. If I am going to do something like this, first I have to find the temple. Then I have to find a dog over there. Then I have to have curd rice over there. It's a very big story, sir. So, with some tre trepidity, Bala then went home to look for the food. Luckily, he saw some curd rice under a cover. Curd too was found nearby. Bala thought it's good that curd and rice are found. But will there be a black dog near the temple at the right time? This is what I meant, yoga yoga. Baseless was ba Bala's worry. For no sooner did he reach the place indicated that he saw a black dog approaching him, wagging his tail. Bala was simply delighted to find everything happening according to Baba's indications. He then fed the curd rice to the dog and afterwards narrated to Baba everything that had happened. In short, whatever one may say about the incident, the fact is that from the moment the malarial fever left Bala and he got it relieved. Similarly, Bapa Sahib Butti once had a severe diarrhea and repeated bouts of vomiting due to chill in the stomach. The cupboard was full of medicines for all sorts, but not one of them was effective. Bapu Sahib was frightened in his heart and began to worry. Repeated motions of bouts and vomiting left Bapu Sahib exhausted and weak. He had not the energy even to go for Baba's darshan, as was his daily practice. Ba news reached Baba's ears. He sent for Butti and made him sit in the front of him. Mind you, he said, from now on, you will not go for evacuation of bowels. But remember, even the vomiting must cease. Facing him, he waved his forefinger once again, repeated the same words to him. In short, such was the awe produced by these words that in fright, both the affliction took to their heels at once. Okay. Butti, however, experienced great relief. Once before too, Butti had suffered severe, similarly from loose motions and vomiting, when there had been an outbreak of cholera at Shirdi. His throat parched with thirst. The stomach had a constant sick, queasy feeling. Near at hand was Dr. Pillay, who tried all remedies. And when nothing worked in the end, he went to Baba. Humbly, he related everything to Baba and then Pillai asked Baba, should he be given coffee or water preferable? And Baba said to him, give him milk. With almonds, pista, walnut to eat, give him taran to drink. Taran is a, is a layer of that thing which comes, kya bolte hai usko? Upar aata hai, chahas ke jaisa rehta hai na, wo. Will, that will quench his thirst and the suffering will cease instantly. The point is when the taran is given to drink to him, Complaint, uh, the complaint disappeared altogether. We, uh, we boil stuff, you know. The water and all which comes up on top, what do you call that? Oh, pH bolte hamlo marathi mein, kya bolte hamlo manu mein. Waisa, upar jo aata hai ho. Alright, it's a mixture of all those things. Like soup, soup. Okay, something like that. Oh, that words, eat walnut pista, almond should bring relief to the victim of cholera. The seat of faith was already Baba's words. There's no room for any doubt there. Once a Swami from Alandi came to Shirdi, wishing to have a darshan of Sainath, he arrived at Baba's abode. He was suffering from an affliction of the ear which had brought on restlessness from loss of sheep. sleep. He had an operation performed but it was not on the slightest use. 
there was unbearable shooting pain and no remedy work. So he decided to leave for Alandi and came to Baba for blessings. The Swami bowed at Sai's feet, received Udi Prasad and then asked for blessing, praying for Baba's grace should always be there with him. Madhavara Deshpande entreated on behalf of, to Baba and to have mercy on this afflicted ear. Allah will make everything alright. Allah sab tik karega, Maharaj assured him. On receiving the blessings, Swami returned to Pune. After eight days, a letter was received for him that the shooting pains had stopped immediately. Swelling, however, was still there and another operation was recommended. For which purpose I came to Mumbai once again. I went to the same doctor. I wondered if Baba found himself in the state. But as the doctor examined his ears, he could not look at the swelling. And so the doctor said there was no need of any operation. The Swami was relieved of his greatest anxiety. Everybody was amazed at Baba's Gila. A similar story comes to my mind in this context. I shall narrate that to the listeners and then we'll end this chapter. Just eight days before the work of paving the floor of Sabha Mandap commenced, Mahajani suffered from a severe attack of cholera. He began to pass loose motions, but in the innermost heart, the entire dependence was on Baba, and so he would not take any treatment or medicine, though he was wearied out by the illness completely. Mahajani knew that there was a great seer Baba was. Hence, he did not tell him of the great discomfort. He went on bearing the pain and suffering for the full faith that when Baba wishes it, he will on his own remove the afflictions. His only strong desire all along was that even though he was prepared to undergo all sufferings, there should not be a break in his daily puja and arti. But when the motions, so many of them and so frequent, went beyond the limit just in order that he did not miss his daily service of performing Baba's arti, what he would do was, he would keep to the side a copper vessel filled with water in the mosque at a place where it would be easily accessible even in the dark. Himself he would sit near Baba pressing his feet and would be present for the arti without fail, as was his daily practice. There was a gripping pain in the stomach. The water vessel was always at hand. He would find an infrequented spot, relieve himself and return. And now when Datya asked for a permission to start paving the floor, Baba gave it to him and listened what he said to him. We are now going to the Lindy. But when we returned from there, at that moment, start the work for paving. Later Baba came back and went and sat in the usual seat. Kaka also came to the right time and began to press his feet. Tongas arrived from Kopargaon, devotees from Bombay reached there too, laden with puja articles. The devotees climbed up and made obeisance to Baba. Along with all the others came Patil from Andheri, bringing him flowers, consecrated rice and other puja articles and sat down waiting for his turn. Suddenly down the large open courtyard there was a chariot used to be kept. Exactly at the spot fell the first stroke of the hoe. The work for the floor had begun. No sooner did he heard the sound, the Baba cried out aloud in a strange voice, assuming at once the fierceness of Narsimha with wild glaring eyes. Who strikes the hoe there? I shall break his back. So saying, he got up immediately and picked up the baton, striking terror into the heart of all the present. The workers dropped his hoe and ran for his life. They all took to the hills. Kaka too was startled when suddenly Baba took up the hold of his hand. Where are you going? He said. Come, sit down. Meanwhile, Tata and Lakshmi came. Baba hurled abuses freely to them to their heart's content. This is what he used to do. <laughs> Think about it. He is sitting over there. Chalu hai uska. It was always very funny. No? Huh. So, abuses were showered even on those who stood outside in the yard. Suddenly, Baba pulled up a bag of roasted peanuts which was lying there. The bag must have fallen from the hand of someone along those in the mosque who stricken by the panic ran helter skelter. When Baba was in fit of rage, the nuts must have measured a full sear, taking them out by the fistful. He would rub them in the palm and clean them and blowing out the skin. He would then make Mahajani eat the clean nuts, even at the abusing continued on one side by rubbing the skins of the nuts on the other. Now think about it, if you had loose motions and tell your mother to give nuts, she will say, ask you whether you have one nuts. That's the worst thing to eat when you have loose motions, isn't it? And here Baba is, he is doing like this and giving, hey, <laughs> Think about it, eat them up 
and keep on nudging and he placed the nuts on Mahajani's hand. A few he occasionally put in his mouth too. In this way the entire bag was emptied. All the peanuts were finished. And now Padma will know why peanuts are so important. Bring water, I am thirsty, he said. Kaka filled up the spouted drinking water with water and brought to him. He drank from it and also asked Kaka to drink. And as Kaka drank the water and he said to him, Go now, your motions have stopped. But where? Oh, where have those Brahmins gone? Go and bring them here. All those <laughs> fellows were run away. Okay. Later people came in and moss became full as before. Once again the work of paving started. But Kaka was cured of his cholera. Oh, what a medicine for those loose motions. The real medicine is the word of the saint. Who, who, he who takes it as a prasad needs no other medicine. A gentleman from Harla city was afflicted with colic and had been suffering for 14 years. He had tried all remedies to no avail. His name was Dattopanta. News had travelled to him by word of his mouth that in Shirdi there was a great saint called Sai whose darshan alone removes all afflictions. On hearing such fame, he went to Shirdi and bowed his head at Sai's feet, beseeching his mercy. Baba, full 14 years had passed. The colic has pursued me relentlessly. Enough, oh enough. I have not reached the limit of my patience, nor do I have the strength to take any more suffering. Never have I betrayed or harmed anyone, nor have I ever shown disrespect to my mother and father. I do not remember any karma from a previous birth due to which I have to endure so much of suffering. It is only the loving, compassionate grants of the saints that blessings and the prasad that remove all the afflictions. Nothing more is then needed. And such was also Dattopan's experience. As Baba's hand rested on his head and received vibhuti and blessings in his mind was relieved and comforted. Maharaj then made him stay for a few days. Gradually the colic pain subsided completely. Such indeed are the Mahatmas. How can I describe the greatness, the power adequately? Well disposed towards all the creatures, benevolence is their constant nature. Even as I sing these praises, I recollect other stories, once more wonderful than the other. But now let us pick up the threads of the main narrative and continue Bhimaji's tale. And so Baba sent for the Udi, to which he gave a little to Bhimaji, smearing a little on his forehead. And he then placed his hand on the benediction on Bhimaji's head. Bhimaji then commanded to return to his was then commanded to return to his lodgings. Patil took a few steps and then walked up to the car. He felt quite energetic. He went to the place suggested by Baba. Though that place was closed and narrow, Baba had suggested therein lay in importance. Being recently levelled with clay, the floor was wet, but he obeyed Baba's command and made arrangement to stay there itself. Of course, a drier place would have been available in the village, but Bhimaji knew many people. But the place mentioned to him came from Baba's mouth, could not be changed for any other. So he spread out two sacks on the floor place, which he spread out in his bedding and putting his mind at rest, he lay down on it. The same night it so happened that Bhimaji had a dream in which appeared a teacher in his childhood who started beating him. Cane in hand he began beating hard about breaking his back and so as to make him learn by heart some Prakrit, prakrit verse. To his student he caused great pain and trouble thereby. The listener must be very curious to know what these verses were, hence I cite below which I have heard in detail and word for word. She to whom stepping into other houses is like stepping onto the snake's head. The work from whose mouth is as hard to obtain as wealth from the miser's hand, to whom her husband's company is the highest happiness. And there be no wealth in the house, and who acts calmly with her husband's approval. Only she is a true sati amongst men. This is a very funny verse, okay? But for what fault was this the punishment? It was difficult to understand, and yet the teacher would not let go of the cane. He was seized by the fit of obstinacy. Immediately after he had another dream, it was still stranger than the first. Some gentleman came and sat on his chest, pressing it down heavily. Picking up the stone roller, he literally made a grounding stone of his chest. In the extreme agony, life itself seemed to leap from his mouth as he was already on his way to heaven. The dream ended, he fell asleep which brought him some comfort. The sun came to the horizon and the party awoke. He felt refreshed and never before the feeling of being well had vanished altogether. Who remembered to check the telltale sign of the grinding stone and the roller of the cane? 
people regard dreams as illusory but sometimes our experience is on the contrary in the same auspicious moment the disease was destroyed and patil suffering came to an end patil was very pleased in the heart and felt it towards his regeneration then he slowly set out to meet baba, to have baba's darshan as he looked upon baba's moon like countenance the ocean of joy in patil's heart surged higher and higher his own face glowed with happiness his eyes closed in the sweet pleasant drowsiness flood gates were opened to tears of love as he placed his forehead on baba's feet the ultimate outcome of the punishment of caning and the pressing of the chest till the heart seems to burst was clearly a happy one it was impossible that the lowly creature like me should ever be able to repay the great kindness shown to me hence i only lower my head at his feet i'll do can i do just another 15 20 years okay this is the only way in which baba i can in some measure repay the debt there is none other baba sai our wonderful ways are still incomprehensible patil then stayed for a month singing baba's praises and returned home later with a deep sense of fulfillment remembering nana's kindness with gratitude filled with devotion faith and heartfelt happiness the patil who was ever so grateful to sai for his kindness came to shirdi quite frequently and what does sai nath want by the two hands and the head steadfast faith and single minded devotion it is enough for him that the devotee feels sincere gratitude when a person is in trouble he promises a puja or satyanarayana and performs it with complete ritual once he is free from the trouble similarly from then onward the patil began to observe the vow of satya sai on every thursday after purifying bath and other observances laid down from it people read the story of satyanarayana on such an occasion instead patil very lovingly read sai charitra from das ganus avicharan bhakti bhakti leela amrut in the 45 chapters of that book das ganu had narrated the lives of many great devotees and among them the three chapters on sainath are from the satya sai katha best among all the observances are the three chapters which patil used to read and as a result of it he enjoyed boundless happiness and peace of mind patil would invite all his relatives brothers and friends and would observe the satya sai vrata regularly with a joyful heart the naivet the two was prepared observed the same proportion of ingredients as the satya narayan naivet and the celebration would also be the same except the letters except that here it was sai being propitiated there is sri vishnu nothing else was wanting patil thus set the trend and it became a custom in the village one after the other people began observing satya sai vrata such is the kindness of saints when fortune smiles on the devotees the mere darshan removes the worldly sufferings nay even death may made to return turn back now the next story will be described the anxiety of one having children and incidentally the one self between all sense will disappear as to us as a miracle a wealthy resident of nanded belonging to the parsi community received baba's blessing and a son was born to him oneness between maula saheb mauli saheb of nanded a saint and baba was shown full of joy the parsi then went back to his place the story is very touching listen to it with calm mind oh listeners and you will then realize sai's all pervasiveness is also his great affection hemar pant surrenders to sai absolutely and bows to the saint and to the listener to this narration in the next chapter is a respectful year will be to all here ends the 13th chapter of sai sach samartha satcharit called the cure of bleh bima jis tuberculosis as inspired by the saints and the virtuous and composed by the devotee hemarpan